0: it's david james young here for another episode of all my friends are in bar bands i hope you are gearing up for an absolutely kick-ass weekend full of live music no matter where you are in the world thanks so much for tuning in and thanks so much for being here for episode 51 yes that's right we are officially over the marker and we are on our way to 100 so uh uh, what's, what's that saying? Uh, the, the biggest of journeys begin with a single step. This, this is that single step people. So, uh, we are going to have a chat today with Meridian, the absolutely adorable brother duo of Jake and Max Stern. But before we do that, there are a few people that we have to thank. Of course, so let's get that out of the way. Support for all my friends Aaron bar comes from Spit the Dummy Records. Thanks so much to everyone that has picked up a copy of Things Work Out for People Like You, uh, the second album from Nothing Rhymes With David, a.k.a. me. Uh, there are still pre-orders up for shirts, totes, and cassettes. So head over to spitthedummyrecords.bigcartel.com for more information on that. Uh, support also comes from Sad Girls Club. Uh, you all know about Sad Girls Club. It is a group of non male collectives helping non male voices to get heard in the music industry. Sad Girls Fest happening this October, and I believe the founder of the Sad Girls Club, Rachel Maria Cox, is performing in Melbourne either tonight or tomorrow at some somewhere around this weekend. I'm sure you can find out by heading over to sadgirlsclub.com S-A-D-G-R-R-R-L-S club.com Now this is a big one. Support for all my friends Aaron Barbens comes from you. Uh, I recently put the word out that uh, because of the increased traffic on the website and uh, through the podcast hoster, I needed to upgrade to a bigger plan. And uh, I put the word out and uh, we got a whole mess of new patrons and uh, i appreciate that so much so before we go any further a massive 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 thank you to simon reynolds hazel chan max quinn eleanor Shepard, rick foster heath anthony former guest and friend of the show and tom brown thank you all so so much uh for your contributions and for your love i really really do appreciate it uh it, it it means the world to me that you guys are listening and supporting and getting behind this podcast. So thank you so so much for that. Uh if you would like to help out, for as little as one dollar a month you can help out for this podcast, head over to patreon.com slash barbands. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S. Okay, so you might know the Meridian boys uh, from their various other bands uh, notably uh, Max uh, Stern plays in a band called Signals Midwest. Uh, so the two of these guys, absolutely lovely people, incredibly talented singers, songwriters, musicians from uh, the Midwest of the US in Ohio and uh, last year they put out a split seven inch with pinch hitter. And, uh, of course, featuring front of the show, Nick Van Brada, Get Well Soon Nick, and uh, Dave Drayton, who has been a guest on this show. Anyway, they were finally able to return the favour and get Meridian over to Australia for a run of shows, and I spoke to Jake and Max uh, just before they headed off. Uh, for their last run of shows. This was uh, on their final night in Sydney where we had a really, really wonderful evening hanging out in the park and uh, playing songs and having a good old sing. It was uh, a really, really special night. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Nick Van Britta, one half of Pinch Hitter, uh, suffered a collapsed lung uh, the day that the tour was supposed to start. So hit had to tour as a three piece with the Stern brothers filling in on Nick's parts uh, obviously it wasn't ideal but for what it's worth they did an absolutely fantastic job And uh, everyone was so, so impressed, and there was so much love in the room for all of those shows, and uh, I was very, very happy to meet these guys. They're absolutely genuine, absolute sweethearts, and uh, I think this is a really nice chat, especially because I didn't know them all that well, and it was a really cool chance to kind of get in on a scene that I'm not all that familiar with. So... Uh, let's uh, move onwards and upwards and get into this chat. Thanks again so, so much for your time. You're listening. You support everything. Appreciate the love. Uh, I'm in Sydney today, uh, Friday, May 27th, time stamping this, uh, and uh, I have uh, some stuff lined up that I think you are going to absolutely love. Uh, if you want to find out who is going to be on the podcast and uh, some future guests, uh, then you can find out by heading over to patreon.com slash barbands and uh, I will tell you over there. But you can't tell anyone, okay? It's a secret. Shh. All right, let's talk to Meridian. Peace. James Young and all my friends are in bar bands. Today I would like to introduce
1: you to my friends Meridian. Hi. Hello. Introduce yourselves gentlemen. Uh, I'm Max and I play guitar and sing and uh, my name is
2: Jake. I play guitar and banjo and sing.
0: We are sitting here on a lovely little Tuesday afternoon. The club's going up on a Tuesday. We are hanging out with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. some yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling good on a Wednesday. Um, that's tomorrow. Um, we are hanging out at a uh, friend of the show Dave Drayton's house with uh, some another friend of the show Ollie from way Records.
1: Uh, yeah, just dream looking it team up. up here. Yeah, yeah right. Really. <laughs> Ollie's nodding in the background, like yeah, yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> he's just he's just busy counting stacks at the moment. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah, we're just yeah, gonna leave him be for that one. But, um, yeah, you've been in Australia for a week, like now? two weeks now. Yeah, two we weeks. had a nice
1: week off before the tour started, because uh, Nick from Pinch Hitter got, uh, well, he was already married in the States, but there was like a wedding ceremony uh-huh. down on the South Coast, so we went down to this place called Potato Point, and just hung out, and swam, and lounged around
2: for a week, and it was perfect. Yeah, it was incredible, <laughs> there, was, there was one day that me and Max, we were still like jet-lagged as hell, mm. and our, it was our, actually our first full day there. So we woke up at, like, 6 a.m. because we just couldn't sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And we uh, just left and walked to this, like, amazing cliffside overlook of the water and watched the sunrise over the water. Then we walked back. We're hanging out on this beach. Casually ran into Nick and his wife. Had a little swim. Then we went back to the house, had a sauna, and it was, like, 9 a.m., Max. It was like it was like so ridiculous. Had a like
1: really sweet like backyard porch jam session. Yeah, it was that, the best, best
2: day. Ridiculous best day, day of our lives. <laughs> oh, that's so incredible. Yeah,
0: Jake, is this your first time in Australia?
2: Yep. Yeah, it is. How are you feeling about it? <laughs> oh, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, this is a place I've wanted to come ever since I was you know so young, and to get to do it uh, playing music, it's really a dream come true. Yeah,
0: of course. And Max, this is
1: your second time. Indeed, it is. Tell us about the first time. First time was pretty similar to this tour, actually. Um, first no time me. was yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was just just no Jake. Yeah, it was I guess February 2014, and it, that was with Will Wagner and pinch hitter as well. And we played most of the same venues in kind of the exact same order, and it was sweet. And I met so many lovely people, and getting to see them all again and go back to these awesome venues. I mean, places like. B disk and Blackwire and Crowbar yeah. and all these spots. It's just like, Yes, I wanna be back here forever. Yeah. And now it's happening and like people even remember me which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> nice and validating and exciting and yeah, it's been sweet to be back, man, oh, for that's sure. That's
0: beautiful, that's beautiful. Okay, now which one of you is older?
1: I am, Max. Okay. It's me. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Max.
0: Okay, uh, well, I guess we will start with you and then move on to you, yeah, Jay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I start with uh, purely for chronological purposes. Sure, sure. Uh, I want to know about how you originally got interested in music and uh, kind of the point where it became more than an interest when it became something that you actually wanted to do. Like, uh, was it a big part of your family life growing up? Obviously, both of you are musicians now, but like, uh, was it a big part of your upbringing in your
1: childhood, etc.? Yeah, our parents both played... A little bit of guitar. My dad played accordion. Uh, He grew up in New York and he used to go see like people like Frank Zappa play when they were they were still active and um, and they started me on piano when I was about eight. Uh, They played us a lot of stuff when we were young, but mostly the Beatles. That was a big one. Yeah, Uh, it was the Beatles, Bob Dylan, and Bob Marley. Yeah, like the the (laughs) the, combo, good combo, triple B. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. And yeah, still to this day, uh, I listen to all that stuff. See, so yeah, I played piano for a couple years and was just sort of starting to get into like I guess bands like Green Day and Blink One yeah, Eighty Two when I comes, was comes. when I was I guess probably like ten or eleven and I told my parents that I wanted to switch to guitar. Um and I got my first guitar at like age eleven and started taking lessons and I was just sort of off and running from there and I think that my folks knew it was gonna stick because they would bug me to practice piano Every day, and I never wanted to do it. And as soon as I got a guitar, they never had to ask me ever again. Yeah. It, was, it was just kind of like it, it just clicked. I just thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, um, and then from there, uh, just learning a lot of songs, like learning how to play along to records and stuff like that, the way that most people do. Yeah, uh, and then I had a, I started a ska band in high school. that... you do. Yeah, yeah, what you do, and and that was like my. First real experience, like, playing live and, and like, you know, doing all the band organization stuff and, like, recording music and, Mm. you know, I guess releasing stuff on CD. This was back in the heavily MySpace-influenced days. Of course, of course. Um, Yeah, and uh, just sort of of went from there. Yeah, the music lessons were super helpful. Yeah, it it all kind of snowballed pretty fast, I think.
0: Perfect. Yeah. yeah, was it similar for you, Jake, or did you kind of have a different entryway into getting into wanting to be a musician?
2: Yeah, I'd always been interested in music. I, much like Max, started playing piano first, which I'm I'm really happy that I did because it laid a great musical foundation. Yeah, uh, yeah, just, of course. you know, knowledge of theory and things. But yeah, I was always I was I was never really huge on piano. Like I didn't I was playing like classical stuff most of the time. Although he was a lot better at it than I was. <laughs> And um, I guess it still kind of comes in handy. Like, I play piano whenever we can on the Meridian Records and stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, so piano didn't really stick. Basically, I was, like, 12 years old. I had taken piano for, like, five years. And I was losing interest in that. And my brother was teaching guitar lessons at the time. Right. And I had my best friend, Brandon, he had started playing guitar at that time, too, taking lessons from Max. And I was just like, well, like, I should, I mean, my brother is a guitar teacher. I have no reason not to learn, and I think sure. it would be really fun. Yeah, yeah. So I started taking lessons from Max. I'd go over to his house on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday nights every night uh, for maybe, like, a like a year or two.
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we
2: would, like, pay him in dinner. My mom would make him dinner, and we would just kind of, you know, he would teach me guitar, Um, right when I started playing, I was at like a pretty dark point in my life. Like I started playing guitar, I think right after my freshman year of college right or not college, sorry, freshman year of high school. Right. Um, and I had just, yeah, just dealt with like a pretty like, just like awful. It was like dealing with like my first breakup, like my best friend turned out he was just like bullying me and manipulating me and it was just like. It was just a really bad situation, but because of that, I just, like, I just stayed in my room and played guitar mm. all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> so I got I got pretty good pretty quickly, and, like, uh, sooner or later, those lessons with Max just kind of turned to us just, like, hanging out and just, like, playing our favorite songs together and singing together, and then finally when I had gotten to a point where uh, I thought... You know, where, where I guess we thought I was good enough to play, we kind of started doing the Meridian thing.
1: Yeah, it, it sort of transformed pretty quickly from like me teaching Jake stuff and like, you know, showing him something and then having him play it back and correcting him to just being like, "Hey, I started working on this thing. What do you think?" Or or just trying to work on songs together and, yeah. and figuring out how like harmonization worked in in a live setting because yeah. that wasn't something I'd ever really done before. Like, hey, I'll do the root note, and then you do the third, and, like, we we worked on that a lot. Um, And then, you know, I I had all the Meridian songs for Aging Truths written already, and they sort of existed in these, like, I guess, kind of crappy MySpace demos that I had, and I had recorded most of the record myself at a studio in Cleveland, and I brought Jake in to sing a couple things and play some piano and a little bit of guitar and banjo I think something like that I don't really remember how it worked on the first record um I thought it was mostly going to be a solo project at that point but from that point on like it it was clear to me that we were working pretty well yeah it was just kind of like a really cool innate connection sure Um, and it's sort of just kind of taken off from there
0: yeah where'd you guys grow up
2: Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which is, it's kind of a cool neighborhood, because, like, there are nicer parts, like, where we live, but there are also rougher parts. Um, Like, we went to public high schools and kind of grew up in a setting that, like, really kind of, uh, like, opened our mind to just, like, many different types of living and culture. Mm. Definitely not a
1: traditionally, like, sheltered suburban uh, upbringing, which, you know, when you get out into the suburbs of... Really, any major city in the States, you you can, you can run the risk of, you know, being brought up kind of sheltered. Kind yeah, of, totally. Kind of encased. Um, but, we, you know, we grew up, like, six blocks from one of the best venues in the world, which is the Grog Shop in Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. and saw so many, like, really important, fundamental shows. Like, I mean, bands. I guess my first one was Anti-Flag when I was, like, oh, 13. Oh, fuck yeah, nice. That was really cool. I mean, I, I've... At this point, I've been to hundreds of shows there, but having a venue that good and that close was really, really crucial. Yeah. Like, oh, this is like a tangible thing. Like, you can get right up close to it and get sweated on by your favorite musicians. Like, that's (laughs) that's a thing. Uh, So, yeah, that, that was really important. Yeah, Definitely. Tell us about the first
0: time that you ever played live. Like, uh, did, Jake, did you play in
2: bands or anything like that before Meridian kind of started? Or Yeah, so Meridian was definitely my, like, it was definitely my first uh, band, like, uh, the first shows that I played where we were actually, like, on a bill was with Meridian. Right, yeah. Um, before that, I had played, <coughs> I had done, like... You know, probably like a dozen or two of uh, open mic events around the city with uh, sometimes playing with my friends Zena and Matias, sometimes playing with my friend Cecilia. We would just like generally do covers or sometimes I would play some of their song. But that, kind of, that was like my start into performing. I would just like play guitar and sing and harmonize and stuff. Um, but then that and the Meridian stuff kind of started around the exact same time. Right, yeah. What about you, Max? What was your first show?
0: Wow,
1: this is a good one. <clears throat> um... My first show, other than, like, the guitar recitals that I would do, which is, like, <laughs> yeah. where, like, the, the music school I was going to would have, like... I I guess sort of shows where like all the students would play like one or two songs and it'd be in like a church or community center or something like that. It was pretty fun. Did some red hot chili peppers, did some system of a down. It was was sick. I think the first actual show I played was a thing called Relay for Life at my high school freshman year. It was like a, like a cancer benefit or something like that. And uh, you sort of like camp out all night on like the track and like however many laps you do raises X amount of money. And yeah, my ska band played that show, and we did some originals <coughs> and, and some covers and stuff like that. And uh, and then we played like a, a middle school like arts festival the next day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I like doing this. This is I'm like getting a reaction out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then from then on, the first actual club show that I played was in July of 2004 uh, with a band called Delay, who are right. A really, really important Columbus by way of Cleveland, Ohio, punk band who have now been at it for, like, 17 years and are still still playing shows and still making music and are just, like, the crux of the Ohio DIY community. And it's crazy to think that my first show ever was with them because they're still doing it, and I'm, yeah. like, four bands later now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the Scar <clears throat>
0: band called out of interest? Ah. <sighs> It was called the
1: Skataster.
0: Yes, it was. Oh yeah. my god! There's
1: That's a there's a few amazing. a few on the internet. Uh, you'll have to you have to dig a little bit. I will maintain. Meridian. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of meridians too. There's no. There's You're not no. picking very original. original band names. No, I know, it's, a, it's a problem. Uh, I will still maintain that the sickest guitar solo I have ever recorded was on that Skatastrophe's <laughs> record. Uh, it's a song called "Take It Easy." Uh, you can Google it. It's. It's, it's a shredder. We have, we have it on good authority, though. <laughs> the songs
2: really aren't half bad. Like, for Scott, like, it's really good Scott music. Every so often,
1: like, maybe a couple times a year, I'll, I'll get an email or some weird Facebook message being like, hey, are you the guy from Scott to Can I order a CD? I'm like, dude, we haven't played since 2008. <laughs> like, But, like... Someone uploaded the whole record on YouTube and all the songs have, like, thousands of views. It's really fun. Yeah. And and every so often it's like, should I just do, like, a reunion shit? No. 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 I don't <laughs> want to teach everybody, like, horn parts again. I was, like, <laughs> writing all the horn parts and transcribing stuff and, and was really into, like, Less Than Jake's Streetlight Manifesto, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it was really great. I mean, that was, like, how I learned how playing shows works and, and so much about, like, you know, just working with people to write songs and, and accomplish things and, and a lot of, like, interpersonal management stuff. And, I mean, I learned everything. And, like, you know, got screwed over by promoters a fair amount as a young kid. Like you do. As you do, you know, like, oh, yes yeah, so sell all these tickets at $10 a ticket for this battle of the band so you can keep a dollar ticket and we'd sell, like, 200 oh, really? of them and then, like, just hand these promoters, like, thousands of dollars and think that that was how it worked. I mean, it was... It was bad. Uh, yeah, don't do that anymore. No, don't do that. Yeah, it's no pay okay to play, guys. baby. Fuck that shit. Yeah, <laughs> Man, that's what you get when you're 15 and like you know playing clubs. This is true.
0: Yeah. This is sad, sad but true. As Metallica once <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jake, when you first started playing, obviously Max had you know been playing in other bands and stuff like that yeah, for a yeah. while. Were you kind of were you kind of nervous to? Start to you know, like r- properly, start recording and touring with with Meridian and stuff like that. Like yeah, considering the, I the very agree levels of the experience. Deep
2: yeah, I honestly I didn't really have much of a chance to like think about it. Yeah, like, yeah. it was just kind of bef- like before I knew it, we started playing shows. I was eased into it. Like the first couple shows we played were house shows. Yeah, yeah. and I and I had been going to house shows for a while, and had just been I'd been seeing bands for so long. Sure, yeah. You know, Max playing in bands and opening my eyes to that culture. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, but I was really kind of thrown right into it. I remember like being crazy nervous and having like, and I was new to performing too, so I really wasn't very good at all. So it was just like,
1: and just like figuring out how to do sound checks and get mic levels yeah, and stuff like you know, that. I mean, it, that's the stuff that like no one really teaches you.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, doing doing all that stuff and yeah, just like it took me a while, probably like at least a year or two to like feel comfortable playing. Um, and it's it's like, so we started playing just like the duo, uh, guitar and banjo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got pretty good at banjo, but then after a little while we started playing as a full band in Mm -hmm. which I would be playing electric guitar too. Um, and that was like a whole nother like level of comfort. I had to, uh, uh, kind of come into learning how to play electric guitar, getting better at that, and then doing that in a live setting. Just, it's just so much to think about. Yeah. (laughs) But Jake's
1: really taken to to being a guitar player in a band and is much more interested in the gear end of things. I mean, I've been playing basically the same amp and the same couple guitars, although I did just get a new one a few months ago, and same pedals for, like, the better part of a decade, (laughs) and, like, I just found a thing that worked and went with it, and, like, Jake's always getting new pedals and swapping out amps and, like training stuff in and like really kind of ran with that aspect of things so much more than I ever have, and yeah. it's making me want to be better at it. So I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. home and s- sell everything, <laughs> 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 start over. Perfect. Yeah.
0: You mentioned um that you're kind of like you're four
1: bands away from the catastrophes now. Six degrees of separation. It, it really wasn't that many. <laughs> I think. um Sorry, go on with your question. No, I was just
0: <laughs> like just. I was gonna ask uh, like for a quick guided tour between from those bands like up to what you're doing
1: now. So there was just like a you know a crappy punk band that went through a bunch of ridiculous names, none of which we ever settled on, and then we <laughs> decided we were going to be a ska band. And that was when I was about 13 or 14, yeah. like freshman year of high school. And then by the time I got to college, that band had sort of dissolved, and my friend Lauren and I knew we wanted to start some kind of, like, punk-ish band, but really didn't know how. We were just sort of discovering bands like Latterman and the Lawrence Arms and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Um, And I've been going to see a band called The Sidekicks, who were from Cleveland. Yeah, fucking A. And they were going on a tour... Uh, with another local band called Ghost Town Trio, who I really loved, and their guitar player couldn't go on the tour, so they asked if I wanted to go on the tour. So I like took a bus and like met up with them in West Virginia and did like a two week tour. I was eighteen, uh, and that was like the first one, and I it was just a huge eye opener. Being like, wow, you can travel and play music and meet a million people, yeah, and, and like eat crazy things and sleep in crazy places, and <laughs> and. and it was I got back, and it was like immediately I knew I didn't want to do anything else mm. um, and we got back from that tour, um I sort of thought I was gonna be in that band, but then their other guitar player rejoined and and it ended up going in a different direction um but from that point on i I just sort of took everything I learned on that tour and started kind of writing my own like pop punk ish songs in that vein, yeah, uh, and then. Uh, Lauren, who is the bass player in Signals Midwest, met Steve, who is the drummer, and we had our first practice, and still, I guess I would have been end of 18, beginning of 19, and we just started writing like we wrote a song every week for seven weeks every Thursday, and that was like the majority of our first record, and just kind of started touring from there and meeting a lot of people, um, and then that went on for a few years and is, is still going, and then... I was starting to write other songs that weren't really fitting uh, that band and, you know, like more pop-oriented stuff, more acoustic stuff, and I just kind of needed a place to put all of it, and that's kind of what Meridian was at first, was just like a repository for these songs that wouldn't really fit a punk band, and uh, now it's it's kind of taken on a life of its own, I guess, and we're here in Australia, which is... If, if that's an indication of how far it's come, that's probably, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of crazy
2: one. after retracing all of these steps. I guess for both of us, it's ridiculous that we've ended up here. Yeah, yeah. of course. And, and we both continue to
1: play in other bands. Like, you know, af- after this, I'll get home, have a couple weeks off, and then there's a Signals Midwest tour and a new record coming out, and Jake has two other bands at home, both of which are consistently writing and recording and touring and and, uh yeah we we stay pretty busy yeah yeah Yeah. tell us about those other new bands yeah
2: um yeah so I play in uh two bands in Pittsburgh uh one is called the Otis Wolves Nice. And that's really cool. Um, that's with my, my best friend, Max Bolger. Just sounds like the Weaker Thens. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like kind of the midpoint between like country Weaker Thens and the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, so, yeah. So like, Tell we, me, we, yeah, we've got like, yeah, really kind of alt country stuff. But then recently we've been writing really, really heavy stuff. Sick. Um, and it's funny because it's just this midway. And yeah, like yeah. kind of that Weaker Thens John K. Sampson delivery. Mm. Um, yeah, Max Boulder sings in that. Right, and um, you're playing guitar? Yeah, I play, I play, uh, lead guitar in that, and then, yeah, uh, bass player and drummer as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other band? Uh, other band is called Same. That's like, uh, we're fairly new. We probably started jamming about, like, nine months ago, and, yeah, uh, it's kind of like, uh crunchy indie rock with like heavier parts and also like spacier parts yeah we're really just like kind of trying to write like a bunch of of different types of music yeah that band is super super fun to play we've been just working on tons of songs for the past nine months we like went in and made some demos and we're about to go back into the studio in the end of june to make some more demos and uh put some proper recordings out and I'm really excited for that stuff as well that's fantastic yeah, yeah. and you, are you singing in that band or playing I, it I do kind of a similar role that I do in Meridian um, I kind of do in all my bands really I play- <laughs> In, uh, in Otis Wolves and Same, I play guitar and do, like, harmonies. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harmonies, backing vocals and stuff. Utility, man. Utility, <laughs> man, man. He's an ideas man. Yes. <laughs> <The> ideas man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually nice. Like, so, I mean, I've never been really much of a songwriter. Like, I've always kind of struggled with uh, putting what I'm feeling into words and, you know, feeling like that accurately represents what mm. I'm thinking. Um, but I feel like I've, yeah, I mean, I've definitely just gravitated more towards writing music yeah, sure. writing riffs and chord structures and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, also writing licks. Also licks. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting because, I mean, I mean, Max, definitely you do a fair share of both, but you're just so much more lyrically oriented than I am.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I really like hyper lyrical bands. Uh, oh, I, just, sure. I just really gravitated towards that, like, you know, I've never really been all that... I guess I'm getting more interested in, in like, metaphorical writing and, like, writing from a non-personal perspective, sure, or, like, yeah, yeah. you know, making up characters and trying to, like, inhabit that and see where that takes you. There's a fair amount of that on the New Signals record, but... Yeah, I really just like the hyper-autobiographical stuff. I really gravitated toward... Like, all the Jeff Rosenstock projects were huge yeah, for course. me. Putting things in songs that I didn't think that that you could put in. Just, like, you know, getting a parking ticket and then driving across <laughs> town and having to pay it and freaking the fuck out and borrowing your girlfriend's car or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or just, like, taking public transit or just, like, weird, like, little mundane things like that. I heard those records at a really young age, too. I, I remember downloading that album, Minus Band, that first Bong Music Industry record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I remember finding that on on MySpace and getting that and just, like, reading every single word and, and just, like, having this moment in my room being like,
2: oh, shit,
1: you can write songs like this. Mm, like, it's mm. it's not just, you know, you don't have to try to be necessarily... Writing cool songs that can just be like hyper literate autobiographical yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, that that was really huge. And I've always tended towards bands like that. I mean, yeah. you know, big, you know, really well known ones like Weaker Than and Mountain Goats and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Of course, yeah. Yeah, those are, those are some big ones for me, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Signals would probably be the thing that you're best known for with a lot of people. Well, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what have been some of the highlights of you know recording and touring with that <clears throat> band over the years? So, you,
1: How long has it been now you guys been around? We started in 2008. We're yeah, right. Our, we're in our eighth year. It's crazy that it's yeah, been yeah, yeah, almost yeah. a decade. Man, so many. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess just like... It's been a really cumulative thing. I mean... Every time you put out a record, or, or like, go play somewhere you've never played, and there's someone who's like, "Oh, I've been waiting to see you guys for a really long time." Like, that's super validating. You know, a lot of people have like the plane logo tattooed on them. Like, I think there's a yeah. dozen or two at this point. Or like, you know, there was this guy who who got some lyrics like tattooed on his arm, and he and his wife both got them to like represent the you know like the year and a half he was like deployed in the army and they didn't see each other or something like that like there's been really like intense stuff and like you know a couple letters that we've gotten and stuff like that Mm. just to know that you're affecting people is a really crazy precious thing and it's definitely something that i don't take for granted no Um, of course and there's also other highlights just like you know going out and playing shows on the west coast for the first time and like You know being gone for a month on tour with your best friends for the first time i think you're 21 that would have been 2011 going and playing in europe and the uk for the first time and yeah you know meeting people over there who've been following what you've been doing the whole time you know doing fest every year and getting kind of crazy reactions from stuff yeah has has been insane yeah and there's there's a lot of of really precious stuff that i hold very dear and and uh yeah, I mean that band has been a huge part of of my self identity and yeah, existence course, for a course, while yeah. now, and yeah, I'm I'm super proud of it. We've definitely made a lot of ridiculous mistakes and and lost a lot of money, and you know definitely have added a few stress lines to my forehead over the yeah. years. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely been an, an invaluable experience for sure. I
0: literally just checked your forehead. I was just like, "Oh, that's yeah, he's doing alright He's doing on things considered. Mine's way worse. It's, it's more figurative." <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing, man. I'm, I'm an I'm an Aspie, so like I always do things literally. Like I'll just be like,
1: oh. <laughs> "Wait it, it's a minute!" A, it's a figure of speech. It's just
0: like, "Oh, it's an idiom, you idiot." <laughs> <laughs> just it's the vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's the vibe. It's exactly. The vibe of the thing. Fuck I love that you're picking that up That's amazing That's oh, so good It's so good um, <laughs> um, So yeah as you guys mentioned You've got a, a bunch of uh, new stuff and projects in the work like, uh, And you've been playing some new songs while you've been out here. Are there right. plans
2: for future Meridian stuff as well? Yeah definitely um, Right now right now we have about uh, half a record uh, written uh-huh. um, And we have plans uh, to record with our friend Ian from Modern Baseball Oh cool something. nice um he won recorded... baseball with the guests before you guys on this podcast really nice. yes yeah so uh i think we have we are really really excited to get back in the studio i think all of us uh unanimously agree that the songs that we have written for this record are the best songs that we've ever written um and that's really really exciting um it's funny we were actually just earlier today listening to the uh demos yeah uh, yeah we have two like full band demos that we recorded at our last full band practice and. In one of in one of the in one of the songs, you hear audible like yelling, uh, and that's me because I'm just so excited with how the songs sound. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and you can like hear it over everything. You've got to keep that in the actual yeah, recording. It's like it's now like I listen to the demos specifically. <laughs> it's like that it's not. All, right. So all
0: good. right, guys, we've got the harmonies down. It's time for the ad libs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, baby.
2: Yeah, it was. It's so good. It's really Tim will do a drum fill and Jake just like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, if that's any indication, like, yeah, I I really do think that these songs are the best we've ever written and I I really can't wait until we have them all done and can get into the studio. Hopefully, like, late
1: summer, we're trying to get it all done by August. i Still have a ton of ideas for songs. I think once we get back from this trip, we'll we'll dive pretty hard into working on that stuff. Yeah, planning
2: for this trip, like, has kind of just, like, absorbed, like, any time <laughs> that we could have been. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the past, like, couple months. Mm, just, like, mm. And just sa- saving money and all that. Well, I'm glad you guys made it out. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's been unreal so far.
0: Oh, it's so great. All right, so we'll wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now, Stones... It is your turn. Yes. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played as a performer. Now, yeah, some like right. to start on a high note and then end on a crushing low note. Some like to bring the mood down and then bring it right back up. So you can
2: go best than worst or worst than best. Yes. But the floor is yours. Alright. I'm gonna start with the worst because <coughs> it, yeah, it just comes to mind. Of first. course. Uh, on our last tour in uh, of the U.S., we were actually on the first half of that tour with Pinch Hitter, but afterwards we broke off. Uh, they went to go make a record, and we toured down south. Uh huh. We had stopped in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, going to raise yeah. up, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had been booked at a pretty cool venue there, um, but basically they had just totally. Dropped the ball on the show promotion and it was just like it was like a weekday like early show or something mm. basically we showed up it was just the bartender there and she like gave us the rundown for the gig and basically told us all right so this show is basically going to be you guys playing at the front of the empty venue Uh, with the windows open, hoping that anybody who walks by will hear like what you're doing and want to come in. Oh. And so we just played for like a half hour, like just to no one, to no one. We played to the bartender. Actually, what was really funny is that there was a couple that walked past, heard the music, came in and like sat down and had a drink and bought a CD but it was still just, like, it was just the weirdest vibe. Oh, man. Afterwards, we had also left a box of records there, which was really just, like, <coughs> the salt in the wound. Yeah, and we, just like, having to go back. Yeah, we, like, realized it after we had already, like, gotten a city or two away. We were like, oh, shit. Uh, and then they, like, shipped us the records and stuff. And we oh, thank God. Them back. But it was just, oh, my God, it was such a mess. <sighs> yeah. I didn't pay him back. why would you yeah that was not fun but you know when that happens like when it comes down to it like a show is a show we're not gonna play because like first or we're not going to not play because of you know something like that like when that happens it's just a band practice yeah roll with the punches (laughs) totally I think when we did that like to make it better for us we like you know played a bunch of songs we don't normally play and just Mm kind of screwed around a lot more yeah 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 it's more fun best show yeah best show Man, I don't know. Do you? Can you do one, and I'll try and think. I'm trying. <laughs> there's,
1: there's a lot of really special ones, I guess. Yeah. W- specifically with Meridian, or just in my life, just
0: in your life, as a uh, yeah, as <clears throat> performers.
1: Um, all the Fest sets I've done have been sure. sick. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, sort yeah. of like a an annual highlight. Uh, the first time Signals played Fest was pretty unreal. Yeah, that was like a room at capacity. And, like, we'd never really had a full room going nuts for us. And that was just, like, oh, this is incredibly validating. Um, I would say, yeah, there's there's been some. Uh, the first show we did in in Europe was really cool because it was, like, it was in Germany. And, and, like, I was, like, looking down to tune my guitar. And then I started the next song and I looked up and the, everyone in the room had, like, been handed those sparklers and had lit them all up and it was just like a sea of people holding sparklers and wow. singing along it was it was a really cool moment as for worst shows uh, a few come to mind of course <laughs> signals did a house show uh in upstate new york where we loaded in and <laughs> had to physically remove piles of dog shit so that we could set our amps down. (laughs) Uh, And then got all set up, and we're like, hey, where are the microphones? And they were like, oh, we thought that you guys would bring those. Uh, And we're like, no, that's not how it works. Like, bands don't travel with PAs. That isn't how it works. Um, So they delayed the show for, like, two hours. We're just, like, standing there, like, sweltering in this dog shit basement because, like, there's nowhere else to really hang out at the house. Uh, And then they got the PA over we played two songs, and the PA, like, blew up during oh, the second no. song. So we, <laughs> we went through so much trouble to play, like, Holy a song shit. and a half. Uh, that was pretty rough. But even now, like, you know, I don't think I've ever, like, not had a good time playing a show. You know, even, even so, like, I just try to get lost in some element of it. And if no mm. one's there, you just kind of are like, okay, this is a band practice. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. Even, just,
2: even when it sucks, you still remember that you are in a band hanging out with your friends and, you know, touring wherever you are and yeah. like that in itself is a really really amazing thing.
1: Yeah, you you don't deserve anything. No yeah. one owes you anything yeah. and the fact that you get to travel and play music at all is yeah. a privilege and that is Something that you really, really have to keep in mind. Yeah, um, you know, you hope that you're treated respectfully, mm. and over the years, you kind of learn ways to set your set yourself up for success in that regard. But you, you're not owed shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the most important thing to remember. So, getting to do something like this, like touring in Australia, playing with. So many talented people over here. Like literally everyone we've played with on this tour has been awesome. Yeah. Like I would go home and listen to all of
2: their records. Yeah. Um, and many of these shows have been some of the best shows I've ever played. I was th- I was just thinking as I was, as I was sitting here trying to think of my best one. I mean that crowbar show that we played with Will Wagner and Pinch Hitter, uh in Brisbane was like that was so unbelievable. You know, Beat Disc and Parramatta was insane. As yeah, that well. was really great. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, in Brisbane, just the the sound guy was amazing, the, I mean, the crowd was incredible. I would have never, ever thought that I'd be playing a show in Australia and there would be people singing the lyrics to our songs, and it's just, it's just incredible. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, wild yeah, shit. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Wild shit. It's crazy. <laughs> I guess probably the other favorite show I've ever played was with my other band, the Otis Wolves. We uh-huh. did a Halloween show where we covered Outcast. Fuck yeah! <laughs> and uh that was insane. We like crammed way too many people into a basement and had like a fog machine and confetti blasters. Was it like an entirely all out cast? Yeah, set? yeah. It was we we all did the instrumentals, then our friend Isaiah did all the rapping. That's amazing. Um, and, <laughs> it, was, it was so sick. We all wore like Green tracksuits. Sick! Yeah. You never
1: told me about the tracksuits. Oh, yeah. That's tight. Oh, oh, yeah. So tight. Look for the Meridian Tour in 2017 with uh, various multicolored tracksuits. That's all
0: I've ever wanted.
1: <laughs> That's so beautiful. Yeah.
0: Gentlemen, the date is May 27th. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh,
1: The Hotel Your Record comes out today. Go, go ahead. <laughs> <listen> to <that. laughs> Good shit. Uh, and other than that, Thank you for having us on this podcast. You are most and for welcome. coming to all the Sydney area shows. Thank you to Ollie who's cheesing in the background there. Me? Thank you to Dave who's stressing in the background there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been a total honor and a privilege. And uh, shit is tight.
0: Shit is well tight.
1: <laughs> Fucking <hang>. hey.
0: <gasps> Jack Max, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, JY. I'm David Jum. All my friends. This has been a David James Young Rights production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.